Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. Hey y'all, you are definitely going to enjoy this interview with Misha. She is doing amazing things, empowering and uplifting women, especially in a nursing field. She is a registered RN, but she is definitely a traveling nurse. She will give you information on so many more details on becoming a traveling nurse. Some people don't have a lot of informative information about it and may even want to go into that field. Or you may just want to continue to be in the hospitals, which is fine too. Either way, people need you. So check this interview out and I hope you guys really enjoy our conversation, real and authentic. Peace. Hey everyone, this is your bed boy, Life Her Podcast. I am here with Misha, and we are about to get down to business, talk about this nursing field, talk about the amazing things that she is doing with her companies, helping and uplifting women in so many ways possible. Hey, Misha, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am good, girl. Just taking things one at a time and having a blessed day. Right. That's a, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we got to. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Let our audience know, like, what's going on with you? Absolutely. Hey, guys. I'm Misha Mia. I am a travel nurse, an author, and serial entrepreneur. I have been in this journey since 20, 2012 is when I became an entrepreneur. And I have been in this journey since then, basically pursuing my purpose to generate a legacy and create wealth for my family while serving other women and helping them do the same. So I totally believe in passive income and my my service and my, my assignment has really been focused on helping other women generate money within themselves just using you know their natural talents their passions and purpose to generate uh, profit and I have been fortunate enough to do that myself girl that ain't nothing but a blessing you know that and that shows how yeah seriously and it shows how you are not selfish you know man no because I always say the top they say the top is lonely but truthfully you want other people around you who are going for it and you know just against all odds and like my real joy comes from seeing other women just you know raise the bar and go beyond what is set out here for us like that's what I love and that and that is true and when you have people with you it it forms a um, line of protection as well because Mm -hmm. everybody is on the same path on the same frequency level of knowing what direction to go in life so that is a blessing that you're doing that especially with your family too. Yes, so important. Yes, for sure. So um, how did this all get started? Well, I always tell people how things took a shift for me. It started with a, a small conversation with God. I am a church girl. 
y'all may hear me cuss a little bit, but I swear I'm a church girl. And one That's day okay. I had a prayer with God. It was like 2012. I said, God, I just want to get through this. I was going through a, a breakup. And honestly, this was my early 20s. And, oh, my God, when you're in your 20s and you have a breakup, that thing hurt so bad. It hurt me so bad. Um, and I just prayed to God to just get me through it. And I wanted to not be defined by who's around me, but be defined within, just knowing that God has, you know, given me a purpose within that could outshine anything or anybody, you know, and as long as I knew what was my perfect purpose within, that nothing else would come against me, like, and that's just what I prayed, and God had, you know, surely showed me the signs of who I was becoming, who I am, and it allowed me to walk closer and deeper into my purpose, so it started with a prayer. That's how I got started, guys. Um, after my breakup, that's why I, I tell people, you know, yes, I can relate. I've had a breakup that really broke me to pieces. And I prayed for help. And, and I went out here and I became a travel nurse after that breakup. And I started just fulfilling myself. I started living out loud. And I started looking for uh, clarity, looking for answers as to who I am. Because we get so, you know, we get so attached to people that we use people as a, a place to identify who we are, but that's not true. That is so true. And it seemed like that breakup was a breakthrough. Yeah, it was. It was because I was, I was so young and, and naive that I had a place in life without someone, right? So it allowed me to really see that I am somebody with or without, you know, someone attached to me that God had really, you know, proclaimed a purpose and, and work for me to do that didn't require nobody else for him. But I had That's to go nice. through that to get there. And I had to go through all of that to to be able to serve and lead. And it, it, it was messy at first. It was messy. So how I got here is just by pushing through the mess. Like, it was very messy at first. Not bad. And um, speaking of things that you had to go through to get where you at today, I see, um, I also read that you, at the age of 17, you had open heart surgery and you was on life support. Yes, I was. Let me tell you, scariest thing ever, because I had never had any major surgeries. And at 17, I had to go through open heart surgery, scared the crap out of me. I grew up with really bad asthma. And if any of you have ever watched that movie, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and that woman would be screaming, you know, for her asthma inhaler. Girl, yeah. Yeah, that was me growing up. Asthma was terrible. And in in that time of going through all of that, uh, my my mom um, and and me, because I was still a monitor then, we discovered I had a lung tumor. So the lung tumor was causing all this stress, and the lung tumor was actually pushing my heart out of place. So that's what led me to have open surgery, open heart surgery. But more importantly, that's what led me to to really finding my purpose. Like when you're faced with life-threatening conditions, conditions, nothing more than that actually sets you to be like, you know what? God has something else in store for me. So I was very, very young when I identified the thought that God had a purpose for me. And you know, some of us, We are in our 30s or in our 40s when we just realized that God has a purpose for us. But I was actually 17 when I realized that God was up up to something. And I really just started, you know, thinking about life different, moving different. I've just always been that that little young old lady, 
because of everything I went through at an early age. Wow. And that'll, that'll do it too. When, you know, even when you said it, like as far as age of finding a purpose, my sister is 41 years old now and she started nursing school next week. And yes. yes and it's just like, I'm like, girl, just go for it. And you know, it's congratulations, just sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so happy for her, but it was Me just, too. it's just amazing on how we find our purpose in different ages different moments just different Mm -hmm. everything and it's good for us to let women know it's okay it's never too late never too late and then and like you said different age different purpose different season we never know when god is going to reveal that to us we don't so we have to be accepting of it whenever it comes we do and then that was honestly the big test for me as a juvenile because at 17, we ain't thinking about our purpose. We ain't thinking about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it was very hard for me at a young age to process what God was doing. And I had to, I had to take heed. And back then, I I loved doing hair. I was a 17-year-old that did hair in my grandmother's kitchen. And you couldn't tell me that cosmetology was not going to be my thing. Um, but when I was going through all of that, I realized that, healthcare and nursing was really my thing it was it was the place of comfort for me and it was what I believed at that time God was was really leading me to so that's how I became a nurse because I was the patient first and and it just led me to becoming a nurse how did it feel when you was a patient like what type of nurse did you have did you have a nurse that motivate you to want to be a nurse or a, or a nurse that did certain things and that was in a negative aspect and made you want to be become a nurse? Because so sometimes we have different perspectives yeah. of it, too. As you're asking me this, I'm rolling my eyes thinking about the time my mom had to <laughs> really, like, cuss out a nurse because she wasn't, you know, as compassionate. She wasn't as caring. And that definitely frustrated me. It's so aggravating when you, you come across nurses who don't have the heart for it. Like, it's you know, it's, it should be heart-driven. And, and I think that, I know that, not even I think, I know that is why when I am in my in my practice, I get a lot of patients who compliment me on my service. service and they always say that, and I'm always like, well, you know, I was in your shoes one day. And it, it, does, it does make a difference when you've been that person in the bed, you've been vulnerable, you've been sick, uh, because... The nurse I had back in the day, my mom had to set that lady straight because it wasn't all wrapped up, you know, the way it should have been. And I remember it. I remember the days that she had to really fight for me as a parent because I was a minor because there was a nurse that was not as compassionate and as much as an advocate, you know, that they should have been. So it definitely reminded me of what not to do. Wow. So yeah. what is it what is it even like being a African American nurse? Cuz you know, I I have seen African American nurses get treated differently from cl- other cultures. And uh-huh. you know, sometimes it be unconsciously, sometimes it it be purposely. Um do you have any experiences of being treated like that or do you have any women that you know have been treated differently? Absolutely. It's it's horrible, guys. It's absolutely horrible. I will tell you right up front, there's been many days that I have walked in my patient's room 
to save their life. And they tell me that their trash can needs to be emptied because they think automatically I'm housekeeping. Wow. Um, and it, it, yeah, it definitely hurts. It happens often, far more than you know, guys. It happens so, sometimes, let me tell you, girl, sometimes there has been patients calling me, you know, the N-word. What? And you still have to take care of them, you know, with your whole heart, with your whole heart. Like, it's really been a test for me. And and the biggest test for me has been those days where I go in to treat my patient, to care for my patient, you know, to make sure their life is sustained. And they're telling me, oh, my trash needs to be take, taken out. Or wow. those days if I go in there and they see someone of another race with me, maybe a Caucasian lady, they automatically assume, oh, that must be the RN. And I'm like, no, I'm the RN. And so that's really offensive. And over time... I've gotten used to it. I've actually gotten used to it, and I've learned that, you know, these are our patients that we care for from, you know, past centuries who are definitely not used to seeing women of color take leadership roles in healthcare. So mm-hmm. they're not used to it. They're not. And it's very offensive, but over time you get used to it. And the bottom line is I always tell people, you know, I treat others as I would want to be treated. So I never treat anybody any different, but I have experienced some pretty hard situations that some people make can handle. Wow. So did you start off in a hospital or you just automatically started being a traveling nurse? I did. I started off in a hospital with oncology. I am chemotherapy certified. Um, I became a chemotherapy certified nurse in 2009. And I started caring for patients in the hospital in 2009. I became a travel nurse, though, in 2012. Oh, wow. So what, yeah. which one, what do you like better? Oh, I love travel nursing. Like, travel nursing is entrepreneurship. So the day I made the decision to start negotiating contracts, because that's what travel nurses do, we negotiate contracts in short staff areas. So the day I decided to do that was the day I decided to become an entrepreneur. That's also the day that I opened up a travel agency. I also opened up my own PR um, firm. Um, And then later I started doing Chicks with Checks. But yeah, I absolutely love being an entrepreneur, especially a nurse entrepreneur. And I tell all travel nurses, once you get into travel nursing, you've already opened the door for entrepreneurship. Um, life because you're now negotiating for yourself only opportunities happen because of your own discipline your own connections your own networking your own you know your own strategy it's just the entrepreneur world for um for nurses yes it is and that that's amazing like it's like you're getting to travel but you still having your entrepreneurship but you're still doing your job as a nurse as well it's like you just the jack of all trades but you're Mm -hmm. still being able to live your life you know at the same time Mm -hmm. and nobody can tell you what i love about travel nursing which is why i created the travel nurse nurse course don't realize you have the power to say when you're going to work when you're not going to work all my contracts are set up by me i say when i'm going to start when I'm going to finish, I tell them when I'm going to take off, you know, I tell them, you know, I negotiate my salary. So it's it's very much like an entrepreneurial deal when you negotiate your, you know, client to, to um, 
client project deal. So it's the same relationship matter where I'm negotiating the deal that I want to go in the hospital to work because I don't work for the hospital. I'm working through, you know, independently and I'm coming in um, under a contract deal to work X amount of days for X amount of hours for X amount of money. And I'm allowed to negotiate all of that. That's what's so, so amazing about it. Girl, yeah. What advice do you have to women that are married or have children as a single mom or even have a husband and children or relationship overall becoming a travel nurse? Because some women do want to become a travel nurse, but sometimes they think it'll take away time with their families. Oh, I love this question. And I get a lot of this actually um, in, in, you know, in my industry. So what I tell people is that best advice, if you have a family, you have a spouse, you want to become a travel nurse, and you're truthfully just trying to figure out how to make it possible, the biggest step to it is to build a good supportive system. Honestly, there are more married women and more women with children who are travel nurses than there are any other way. And that's Um, simply because they have created really good support systems. So the best advice is to get a good support system to support you in the journey. Um, Like the the married women that I do know who are travel nurses, they have a a really good spouse who is in support of the career um, because they know that it's going to not only, you know, help, help, help her, it's going to help the family. Right. And the same goes with the children. Um, I always tell people when you do as a family and you do take contracts, make sure you communicate that in the deal so that you can get a contract deal set up that the scheduling is appropriate for you to go and spend time with your family, which is another um, thing that I help them learn how to do in the class because you need to learn how to negotiate the lifestyle for you. Like being a travel nurse means you get, you actually get to create the comfortable lifestyle for you, whether you have children or husband, if it would work better for you to, to work four days and be off eight days so you can be at home, then that, that needs to be in the deal. If you're going to work four days, be off eight days, and those eight days you can spend it with your family, and, you know, your spouse and your kids. Wow. You know, one, one question that I do have for you, and a lot of people actually may see the things that you do and see how uplifting and inspiring you are. Could you be transparent and let people know that, you know, some days it's easy, some days it isn't. And, you know, sometimes people think everything that you do and that you work so hard for is a walk in a park. Could you give them some insight of the things that you have struggled with, but you still made everything look good? Wow. Oh, I love this question because I get it a lot. A lot of people do. You're right. They assume from the outside, oh, things are just so perfect, girl. I want to be like you. I always tell people be better than me. Um, One of the biggest things for me is, um, you know, dealing with the challenges of mental health. I... Before before this, of course, it was a breakup. I talked about the breakup. But then later on in life, I experienced a traumatic loss that really, really affected me to the point where I had a lot of anxiety and depression. Um, and I was not motivated to work. I was not motivated to work. So where people see me so ambitious and they see me out here grinding and, and getting it, I, I tell people all the time that real life happens to me. I am human. I've had so many struggles, 
um, from from the breakups and relationships. I'm still single and out here dealing with this nasty dating pool, and it's so gross. <laughs> um, so I tell people all the time, like, yeah, things look so perfect, but I'm human. And the biggest struggle to date, not dating, not breaking up, not finances, not a job, but was really a traumatic loss. When you lose your loved ones, there's really no remedy to fix that. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how good life is, right? Life is not good when there's people you love missing. And that, to me, was the hardest thing I ever dealt with. And, um, And for me... The advice I give to people who are looking in and they see me doing this and, and they may be struggling themselves, my biggest advice is to honestly get some supportive mental health support because success is mental and reaching your next level in life is mental. But if you're also dealing with a traumatic loss like me, that's also men- mental. So mm-hmm. I was really in a torn in a, in a bad spot of, trying to elevate, but also trying to get through grief. And it wasn't going well until I got therapy. So I tell people all the time, like, I don't care how good it it looks, get you a therapist because truthfully your mental health is the hat to success. Like people want to win. People want to make more money. They want to go back to school, right? They want to get their degrees or, you know, they want to start their businesses. All of that is mental work. And if your mindset is not set for it, you can't succeed. That is so true. And I'm so glad that you were transparent enough to actually share that information because, you know, some people don't know that. They don't realize that they always see the great things that we do as women. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so powerful. You could do this. You could do that. But, sis, we have problems just like you. (laughs) right that part yes we we have them just like you it's just we just find ways to get through it and continue on with our lives right and that is just so important so um one thing i want to know because girl this looks so bomb your events <laughs> I'm talking about laid. They look so beautiful and everything. Could you please tell me more about your events? Because these things that you are doing for women, just having them come together, I believe it is such a beautiful thing. And just off your spirit alone, just me talking to you, it's just beautiful that you are given such inspiration for women to keep going and keep doing things and giving them a lot of informative information. So could you please tell me about your events? Cause girl, listen, you make me want to (laughs) come. Yes. You got to pull up too. You got to come. So I started Chicks with Checks as a women's empowerment um, network. Um, So Chicks with Checks started in 2016 and truthfully it was created to be the plug to help women level up. Because we really need events to bring us resources. We need to connect to new people. And so I started having all these brunches. I was really like the brunch queen. And, of course, you know COVID happened. Um, But before Mm -hmm. COVID happened, I was smart enough to build a curriculum to help women create passive income. So the curriculum that I have in Chicks with Checks for all the members who are there, they actually get not only the event, but they actually get the training virtually so that 
you know, in the case of like COVID, when we can't have events, they're still able to learn. Um, so that's what it's, it's really about helping helping women learn how to make money off the time clock. Because there's just so many women who work nine to five and they have not created that lane to make money in their sleep or to generate, you know, multiple streams of income. Chicks with Checks is that place where we can focus on how can you make money off the time clock? How can something that becomes so natural to you generate thousands of dollars for you? Girl, because listen, it's it's just beautiful. Cause I I I was looking at the um your homecoming spirit week, the mm-hmm. um well women's summit, the CEO yes. few game show. It's just you're so creative with it. And what I love about it is with you having traveling to come with it. It's like a whole mm-hmm. package of you being an entrepreneur. It's like one yes. thing is tying together with everything that you do, and it won't you know, spread yourself thin, you know, Mm -hmm. but you're still offering so much for women along the way. And I applaud you for that. I'm so proud of you just for even just doing this. Thank you so much. We're so excited about homecoming week. So we've been around for five years and our homecoming week is a celebration for the five years. And it's a chance for all the women to come together that we have connected to over these years, which is honestly about 30,000 women. We have wow. a huge community, huge community, and we have been just serving women all these years. Like, my biggest mission with it is to just help set women free because we should not have to feel bonded to, you know, our careers or our jobs to make money. And we should truthfully be able to make money doing the things we love. That's what it's really about. Um, and so, like I said, chicks with checks. It sounds like a place for people with a lot of money, but the goal is to help you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It could be a little both. Mm-hmm. Yep. The goal <laughs> is to help you make a lot of money doing what you love and making money easily. You know, I believe, I really love telling people I don't work hard for money. Money works hard for me. And I think that that's something that a lot of us need to affirm and believe that we shouldn't have to work hard for money. No, we shouldn't. And you know, um, one thing about it is the fact of women coming together and being able to elevate each other. And that's the whole concept of what you are doing. Yeah. And and people should see that. Sometimes it's hard for women to see that because, you know, some of us been broken. Some of us yeah. didn't have women in our lives to uplift us uplift us and inspire us. We think someone has an ulterior motive and everything. And whoever's listening, y'all gotta realize that Misha is coming from a good place. She is doing move making moves for us to generate wealth and for us to be able to move forward in life and do all things that we want to do and still have our dreams. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, seriously. And it and so it's, true. it's it's just great because, you know, you're already traveling, you know, you already travel as a travel nurse. But just imagine you tra- being a travel nurse and you're like, oh, I'm going to be in this in this state for a while. Let me just throw an event around this time. That's what I do. Exactly. See what I'm saying? That's exactly how and that's how it got started. So you are on it. <laughs> see what I'm saying so it's just, I, it's I just would connect keep... to the women when I'm in a certain city I'd be like okay I'm in your city do you need help can I help you with something you know I want to help you level up and through that is that's how it got started 
See what I'm saying? You gotta keep that flow going, keep the energy going, and that and that helps. And from when people see like how you are trying to help women, and you really are doing it, like you really doing it, and it's just it it's a relief, you know. It is a relief, yeah. and it it helps you personally too. Some people don't realize when we uplift and inspire other women, we helping ourselves also. Exactly. And that that's for sure. Um, could you tell me a little bit more how you help women to even manage their money? Because, you know, some of us want things and some of us need things. How could you help a woman separate the two? So for us, we do not, I do not help them manage money. My real goal is to help you make money smarter. Like the goal okay. is to not trade all your time for money if every dime you earn requires your time you are making money wrong and that's what i really try to teach women you want to make money smarter you don't want to make money harder but you want to make it smarter and my goal is really to help women identify their purpose and their passion so that they can do it okay that's what i'm talking about see you on it girl (laughs) You are on Absolutely. it. <laughs> Absolutely. So in closing, could you tell me something uplifting and inspiring that you could share with women that are still trying to find their way, but some of them are already finding their way also? Just give a a pros and cons of point of view so that both sides can be able to have an understanding and feel inspired from you. Absolutely. I think that for women who are just trying to find their way, the goal is to not create excuses and to not let, you know, your past define you. I feel like we all get caught up on, you know, where I've been and it doesn't have to be the tone for where you're going. We all been somewhere we don't want to be, but the goal is to look at where you are now, set your intentions for now and move forward. That's really how you're going to break free and create the life that you love. That is so true. And you know, um, you know, it's really about turning your pain into power. Um, Cause we don't, we don't really have to live by the things that we've been through in life. And that's really good that you, you put that out there because even though we are, all of us women have been through something, some of it been worse, some of it, you'd be like, man, it could have been worse. And it's good that you put that out there for women to know that it's okay to move forward in your life and want better for yourself, especially healing. Yes, it's very important because what happens if if you don't face that part, you can't even move forward to the next level of generating money. You know, like you can't even reach the six and seven figures without you dealing with the baggage, the trauma and the things in your past that's getting in the way of you moving forward. So yeah. that's why I, I talk to women from that level first, because that is the first step. Not always Definitely. the, you know, the pretty step. It's not the step you want to talk about or deal with, but it is the first step. Mm-hmm. And you, you are absolutely right about that. And I'm, that's, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> That is. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I enjoyed our conversation. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I am going to look into 
these events because I see you got some coming up in D.C., Atlanta, and Miami. Yes, I do. D.C., Miami, and Atlanta, guys, in May. So if you need help just defining your purpose, your passion, you want to make money in your sleep, you truly, you know, want to generate wealth, you don't know, know how to do it, these are some of the actual events you should be attending. Yes, definitely. And um, could you shout out your social media handles and your website? I'm also going to have it on for everyone else to be able to see it as well. But I would like for you to share it also. Absolutely, guys. If you want to connect with me, please follow me on Instagram at Real Misha Amia. And that's at Real Misha Amia. If you want to connect with the community, which is honestly way more fun than me. <laughs> um, follow chicks. Follow chicks with text. The community is such a vibe. Um, completely the place for working women who want to level up their money. That is the truth. <laughs> well, thank right. you so much, Misha. I appreciate you, and yeah, keep in touch, girl. Absolutely, I will. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.